On the 118th episode of Fantasy Lens, we discuss two of our favorite MCU movies, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And we also answer a few listener questions along the way. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens as we make the third stop on our journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have a doozy of two of two movies, Captain America and Guardian Oh, Captain America Winter Soldier, sorry. And Guardians of the Galaxy, probably. Both of them probably gonna be in our top five. All of ours. I don't know, but this is definitely the meat yeah. of uh of Marvel. I mean, this is where Some they get, they got really good. It's Some like ugh. Prime prime beef. That's why we only have two of them, because yeah. we know they're so good, and there's so much talk about them, and we can just go on and on. So, we couldn't, couldn't bog them down with some, you know, lower level ones. Iron Man 3. Or, you know, <laughs> the ones that are following, I was thinking like Age of Ultron and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, these are two amazing movies, and then just recently watching Captain America Winter Soldier again, it, every action sequence was so amazing. Yeah, I also like, I liked how it was, not like a traditional superhero movie, and it's kind of like Captain America and um, Scarlett Johansson just kind of like spying around and like sneaking around. Yeah, it's like, like an trying to figure movie. out. Yeah, like an espionage movie. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Even though it had big implications of like what could have happened in the end, it felt like a very grounded like movie. Yeah. You know? Like I don't know. Everybody always tells me that this movie is an espionage movie, but I never really. I don't think it's full espionage. I think it's too uh, too much action. I think there's a lot of espionage going on. There's a solid <laughs> chunk of espionage. It's not all there's espionage. There's some espionage. It's like... Like, it's a... It, that's exactly what it is. It's a superhero version of an espionage movie. But I didn't, like, watch this and, like, was thinking, oh, I'm watching, like, The Bodyguard or James Bond or something. Did you like say that. The Bodyguard? Like That was really good. Are you saying the the Whitney Houston the Bodyguard movie? No, no, the new Netflix. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I I did enjoy that. That'd be a really funny throwback. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. All right, that 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 makes a little more sense. But going back to the Bodyguard, I did enjoy that a lot. Uh, had to turn subtitles on because they had uh, some really thick British accents, and every time they say "ma'am." It sounds like mom, and it kind of pissed me off. It is mom, right? No, they're saying ma'am. At least that's, that's I what thought they're saying mom because I thought that's what they call the Emma, the the um, like head agent. Now, I mean, the subtitle says ma'am every time. I don't, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought just like the what was it, MI six or yeah, whatever. That's the, like the James I, Bond thing. Yeah. I thought. That they just called the head agent mom because they always did that in James Bond, too. No, apparently it's ma'am. I mean, James Bond, Bond might be saying mom, but this was this was definitely ma'am. You I think, feel like maybe the subtitle screwed it up. You would think they would say mom. I'm pretty sure it's mom. <laughs> Actually, think. I'm not sure. I don't know anything about Britain. <laughs> All right, so before we fully get into Winter Soldier, yes, I guess let I'll me just, just say I I'm gonna be the. I'm just going to be the the antagonist here. I don't think this is an espionage movie. I don't get it when people say it, and I 100% don't agree. 
agree, disagree. But okay. I don't think there's that much espionage in it. It's um, not like those movies are just like I think like so many like little there's like it's so those movies are so plot heavy that I just don't think this was as plot heavy. Yeah. In a good way. I don't I'm not a big fan of I'm not like the hugest fan of espionage. That's okay. I still feel I I'll disagree, but okay. Uh, yeah, you can, um, you can be wrong if you want, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just run the plot down of yeah, this espionage movie. Um, we're gonna need a big, so plot. we're gonna need a big chunk to explain all these little pop, plot points. So this is post Avengers, obviously. Steve Rogers is in DC working at Shield, um, but basically he ends up finding out that Shield has been infiltrated by Hydra, and then he goes on the run because of accusations against him, and that's basically what happens. So, quick plot. I don't like giving away too much. Like, that's a basic, very, very, very basic plot. Because then we're going to get into everything else. Okay. Yeah, that's so. fine. Um, I'm going to say, my first thought on this movie, when they're, like, building all the shit, it's like, how much, mo- how big is their budget? And, like, who funds it? That got kind of answered because Hydra's behind everything. But, I just want to know, like, and again, I think one of the like one of the uh, one of those helicarriers got to be like five trillion dollars. Not even the helicarrier, just one of the Quinjets that yeah. sits on the helicarriers, and then you have like twenty of them on each helicarrier. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, Stark doesn't do it because he's out of the weapons game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I mean privately funded. I guess I don't know why, but a lot of times my mind just goes to like politics. Well, not well, not that. It's just like like the like. What are the citizens of Asgard do? Who? How big's the budget of Shield? Like that kind of shit. For some reason. Well, I guess we'll get into that with Guardians too. About well, yeah. So, but uh, I don't really think about things like that because it's a comic book movie. That's fair. I don't know. I don't know. That's really that's the first place you go. Yeah. Well, also my my second note was uh, the World Security Council seems shady. Oh, they seem shady in the Avengers. So, oh, yeah. I mean. You know, shadowy figures, yeah. basically. Literally shadowy figures. In, the, in that one, yeah. Um, but that's, yeah. Uh, Alright, that's, that's that's what you're going to start with? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I was going to start with, like, the beginning. Okay, you go ahead. Where he's talking to, he meets Sam Wilson. Um, oh, yeah, like that. And he has his list of things that he needs to uh, learn. Yeah, yeah. And in, in a lot of countries that the movie was releasing, that list changes. So you have like the core, like three or four mm-hmm. at the bottom, but in every other country, like the top list changes of what he needs to see based on the country he's in. Do you have some of those things? Um, I was going to write them all down, but there were so many countries. And I was like, so yeah. some of them say Berlin Wall, um, like Germany says Oktoberfest. Hmm. Uh, and there were just like a bunch. Yeah, look, Oktoberfest was around while he was alive. But um, but there were just a lot of different things that like for different countries. Um, the Beatles were in England. Which everything, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just like pretty cool, like how they tailored it to whatever country that he was in. I see Brian's very enthused by all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good little nugget you're giving out there. I got I got a few nuggets. <laughs> That's what I'm for. Anything about the beginning, or you want to keep my move forward? I just keep going. Keep momentum going. Yeah. Um, when they are at, all right, so the the first mission, which is a great. Opening action sequence when they are um, landing onto the uh, the, the ship. Yeah, so yeah, the first spy sequence. <laughs> um, Jesus, 
when he jumps out of the uh, the helicopter or Win- Quinjet or whatever it is, um, that is that's like a nod back to a, a comic book. I can't remember which one it was though. When he like he jumps out with no parachute, of course, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a the guy, the leader of the terrorist group on that ship is called Batrock, 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 and in the comic books he's called Batrock the Leaper, and he looks terrible in like this purple and yellow get up but okay. obviously they made him not look so shitty and uh basically got his ass beat big lasers fan um i think believe he was uh played by an mma fighter though the guy who i was gonna who, say was that george st pierre who played him yes that's who it is that's the name after but uh yeah so he is a uh, a very low level uh marvel villain named huh. batrock the leaper so huh. a little nugget there um, interesting nugget i see that we're getting better you got to warm up the nuggets first. Yeah, this okay. nugget's a little hotter. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a a five piece. The gotta, other one was a three piece. You got to start small. I got I got more nuggets, but um, that whole sequence was awesome. Uh, I love the. I mean, I feel like that was actually very like uh, like crazy. But he got like um, he was talking. The one bad guy was talking to the other guy through the door. Yeah. And he turns around and gets that, and he holds him. And, t- oh, yeah, and then yeah. he like, falls down. Like and the guys were crawling on the side of the ship. Like, I don't know, it was just like, the whole sequence was amazing. And then also, you know, I I figured you would enjoy this banter between Scarlett Johansson and Captain America while they were fighting. Yeah, that one was alright. Okay. That one was Not a big banter in there. I like, I like banter. I thought that banter could have been a little better. They went a little hard on the whole, uh, you know, gotta find a girlfriend, blah, 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 you know. But, I like when, uh, my, my favorite character in this movie besides like the main was I really liked Frank Grillo playing um, Crossbones or uh, Brock uh, Rumlow, the leader of the attack team. He's awesome. I like him. As, I like him as an actor, Frank Grillo. And I, I say him. all those names just sound very main. <laughs> Even the guy's real name. Uh, he's really good in a, in a couple of the movies I've seen, including one of the uh, Purge movies. I think Anarchy, of course. Um, but I thought he played a really good character, and his back and forth with Steve Rogers were always pretty decent. Yeah, he was a good um, sub-villain. I like him. Like, there was, I'm trying to think of all the um, secondary, or I guess, is he a third-dairy or fourth-dairy villain fourth in this? What do you think? What's his ranking in this in villains? Because if we're going to put the Winter Soldier as first, I know he's not a villain, but like, he technically is. this movie. Yeah, technically, I guess he is in this movie. But I guess then Pierce would be two. Well, um, I don't know. Is yeah. the guy like running everything kind of above the soldier? No, because because uh, it's not na- the movie's not named after him. Yeah, that's true. It's not like yeah, Captain America, the Robert Senator Redford Pierce. story. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Redford doing decent acting, and he only played uh, Robert Redford not trying too hard. <laughs> Robert Redford um, took this role because I believe his grandkids. Want, love like Marvel, so he wanted to do a Marvel movie or a comic book movie for his grandkids. Ah, that's, that's cool. cool for I feel them. like he uh, mailed this one in just tad. I mean, yeah, but but he's like old enough and kind of like a legend, anyways. So I, even his mail-in performances, everyone's like, "Oh shit, he was awesome." Yeah, and he played a role that I think was I think was okay for what what he did, like. He didn't have, like, a big, like... Like, if you put, like, a Red Skull type and he mailed it in, I think it would have been more noticeable, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Instead of him just being like a suit. You know, that's what he mainly was. A suit that was a dick. I guess. Dick suit. Um, Alright, and I mean, the other thing is, I mean, I know it gets explained, but just while it was happening, S.H.I.E.L.D. turned on Cap real quick. In like the first 15 minutes, he went from saving the world a few months ago to we have to shoot him down and capture him. Um, I mean, that's all because of like, like Hydra, but like it seemed like all of S.H.I.E.L.D. was behind it too because they were, un, I guess, unknowingly being controlled. Well, yeah, and they were ready to do Project Insight, so like that was the time where it was just like, we got to get rid of Captain America. Like, this is it, yeah. you know? Sorry. Uh, um, right after the mission, that mm-hmm. first mission, uh, Steve Rogers goes to see Nick Fury, and he says, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. We're gonna find out how he loses that eye in Captain Marvel. Just FYI. Oh, yeah, cause he has his eye in, yeah. So, in the, in the so that's pretty cool yeah. to hear that, and then now we're gonna see it in like, like less, eight, less than, eight um, years later. Less than a month. Finally pays off. Hey, long game. Huh? Yeah. Marvel's all about the long game right now. Oh yeah. They're not. They're not really big in the spy game, but they're. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty big in the spy game. Pretty big in the long you game. Some people also call this a political, um, a political thriller. I, I just think people try to get too cute. This is a superhero movie. It's a political espionage thriller. I mean, <laughs> no, it's, so <laughs> not. it's just yeah. so not. There's so many big set pieces and action, and it's. Oh God! Who wears the? Who's the spy in this movie besides Romanoff? Romanoff. <laughs> yeah. this would be like one spy doesn't make a spy movie. This I mean, is I mean, I James the, Bond know, is the I one know, spy who makes a spy movie. movie. I mean, he goes up. He goes up against other spies. Not necessarily. Most of the time. Not, not really at all. You know, I mean, Jaws is a spy. <laughs> nah. Um, so do you think Ant Man is a heist movie? I mean, or do you think it's a superhero movie, or do, would you just say like, or you say like Ant Man is like uh, you tell, Eleven? You're telling me it's not a heist movie. I'm. I think Ant Man's more of a heist movie than this is a spy thriller. But I would agree I with that. Call Ant Man a heist movie. I think it's somewhat of a heist say, movie. I would say it has a heist theme, but it's a superhero movie. You can have subgenres in the superhero genre. But I think, like, the superhero fans get, like, too geeked out about it. Like, oh, look, they can do something else but superheroes. Yeah, so why not let them but get like, geeked out about it and let them, let them consider it? Why, why, why are you raining on these people's parades? I don't know. I mean, they're still... <laughs> because... I just don't think that it's as crazy as these people think in it. Like, there's, like, a couple heist scenes. And there's, like, a couple spy... Th- it's, it's still a superhero movie, people. And it's a damn good one, but... But there are multiple heists Come on. in Ant Man. Just saying, multiple heists. So yeah, but the movie there's heists in the movie. The movie's not about the heists. A, the movie's about Ant Man. It's not about like <laughs> Ant Man doing a heist. Man. He's doing a heist. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, he's doing a heist. It's about the, it's James a, Bond. Is about James Bond. Spy. Yeah, but the whole the whole aura behind James Bond is that he's a spy. Fine, whatever. Also, who the whole ca- thing? Ant Man's whole thing isn't that he's uh, a thief. It's fine, fine. <clears throat> who is calling this a political thriller too? Because there's like three politicians in the entire thing. 
Uh, I heard I heard that a lot after this movie came out. That oh. it's like, oh, um, Winter Soldier, best action movie, or is it really a political thriller? Well, it's you like, know, it's just a really good action movie. People just try and that, that's people I think trying to make things into something they're not. Wait, like, did that, they say why? Because like it highlight like its thing is like there's a rising problem of like a supremacist group inside the military is like is that like the political thing or or like that like there's like government overspending for military the thing of of um government trying to suppress people through fear through um fear and, and yeah fear and uh being able to take away their uh Fourth Amendment rights? What's the uh, fourth spying amendment. shit? Yeah. What's that? What's that? What, what For, uh, fourth <laughs> Amendment, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, um, shit, what is it? Fuck, this isn't a political podcast. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Like, illegal searches and seizures, I think. But, um, but, Gary Shandling, uh, started one of the best Hail Hydra memes. Yeah, that's that, true. I uh, got a lot of good ones out of that. My favorite probably being the Bert and Ernie Hail Hydra. Have <laughs> you seen that one? <laughs> the great one. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Every every year it comes up on my time hop, and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> also, that uh, that uh, that guy he whispered to, really uh, sit well. Yeah, sit well. More like dead well. Say, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say he he really uh, spilled the beans pretty quickly, and he got tossed into a freaking truck by the Winter Soldier. And speaking of spilling of the beans, when he's talking about uh, Armin Zola's uh, algorithm, yeah. he mentions names. And one of the names, two of the names he mentions, one is Stephen Strange, obviously, yes. Doctor Strange. And then if one If you he, really think about it, that's not the best alias at, at all. No. Well, like, but it's not an alias. He is a doctor, and his last name is Strange. Yeah, but like... He is Doctor Strange. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then he also mentions a man from Cairo. Which is to be known, people, if you knew that, it's, um, know the comics, it'd be Moon Knight, who they're talking about. So. That's a, that's a shit name. Moon Knight's actually. That's a, that's a real shit name. Moon Knight? I'm just saying, he might be cool. That's a shit name. He might be cool, but that's a shitty name. Moon Knight is fucking <laughs> awesome. There's actually a, a comic where he goes up like this building, like raid style, mm-hmm. and just fucking beats the shit out of everyone. So, he's really yeah, I cool. Mean, again, it could be really cool. No, I like I like Moon Knight. I don't care about. Them. I I like the name. I like the look of him, and uh, very like. It's very similar to like a Batman style, actually. Like, hero, and he's a little he's a little crazier. He only comes out when in the moon and night. Yeah, in moon and night, yes. Okay. Also, uh, one other thing: where the hell is wheat in New Jersey? I don't think that's a real place. Did you look it up? Did you Google it? Yeah, I googled it, and it's not available. I don't think so. I don't know. I live in New Jersey. I never heard of it. I don't know. We do have 565 municipalities in New Jersey, so. which is oh, oh. so dumb. <laughs> you knew that, but you, you didn't know the Fourth Amendment. You were you were shady on that one. <laughs> I did. Fourth Amendment. <laughs> it was. I mean, it is the Fourth Amendment. I know, but you were wishy washy <laughs> on it. Um, I mean, going back to political podcast real quick. That is way too many <laughs> towns in New Jersey for as small a state we are, like size wise. That doesn't make any sense. It's such a waste of resources. All right. Yeah. Back. Yeah, there's a lot of donut towns here. Donut, donut towns? Old towns. What does that mean? I don't... It means that... a town that's surrounded by another town. Uh, oh, it's like Garwood. Instead of just yeah. taking that donut right? hole out. Plug it, plug it with a little... Which donut hole never made sense to me. Why, like, 
you can't a hole isn't um a hole isn't tangible you know what i'm saying you can't grab a hole <laughs> donut middle there's a donut inside like a hole you can't touch a hole but what about but like right? wait, 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 but like the dunkin donuts munchkins are te- technically the holes of the donut and you can grab those that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a bad name. You can't grab a hole. <laughs> no, you can't. A hole is carved. You can't touch a hole. It's All right, stop, stop saying hole. <laughs> well, try, try to touch a hole. All right. <laughs> I think uh, stop trying to dig yourself out of this hole because it's not working. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just saying you can't touch a hole. Okay. Uh, if listeners want to disagree with me, they'll be wrong, but you can't touch a hole. <laughs> Uh, all right. Before I mean, technically, you can't really touch anything because there's atoms no, resist God, resist no, each other. No, no, so technically, no, you're not touching this anything. This is what ever. we're doing. I'm actually being serious with my philosophy here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. All that. right. I'm sorry. Um, I'm serious. I would like to talk about the uh, the the second awesome action sequence, um, which is Nick Fury's car chase. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, that whole se- sequence Fury's is amazing. Car chase. The car chase. Car chase. I know, that's by the way. So it sounded like Nick. Fury's scar car chase. Scar chase. Yeah, scar. his scar on his eye. I mean, technically um, they were chasing a scar. So that whole sequence is awesome, especially when he was waiting for the uh, the integrity of the window to yeah, break, yeah, yeah. and then he just fucking busted through with that gun. Um, but that was just also a great like way to like sort of first see uh, Winter Soldier just throw that sweet like. I don't know. Was. It was like a sliding mine that like a magnetic that, like yeah. ah that was so cool, but um. When the, when the movie first came out, and um, that Pinsky truck came through and crushed two of the cop cars, there was mm-hmm. a lot of speculation. A lot of people thought that that was um, the Punisher, Frank Frank Castle, because he drives like a van like that or a truck like that. I thought so, he drove like I mean I mean he drives like a pickup, like a, like a, like a like a box yeah. truck. Um, so, and a lot of times, so like a lot of people speculated that it was going to be him, and everyone was like, "Oh, Punisher is going to be in the movie or in the MCU," but that didn't happen. Punisher would get fucked up in the MCU. It would be a little too much to put him in this movie. I don't know if you get fucked up. I mean, no, not in this movie, but in the MCU, it's tough. Well, because this is, it's, I don't know. I would like to see him in the, I mean, Hawkeye doesn't get fucked up. Yeah, but, like, yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye, like, doesn't get touched by, like, aliens. Frank gets, like, regularly beat up by, like, well, that's, other hitmen and then just uses his anger. Well, that's, no, that's, are you talking about the, the, the Netflix series? Yes. Well, that's because they made him like that. But like, also, I mean, like, I, like, I, I haven't never read... Any of those comics, like a Christopher Nolan Batman, yeah, could never lit, survive in the Batman universe where he's facing off for a Superman. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause he he's um, created to be more ground level. That's fair. Yeah, I mean the Christopher Nolan detective movies hmm. um, <laughs> that were Batman. Don't call those detective movies. They're superhero. Well, no, no, I was just, they're superhero uh, movies. Just kidding. I know. I know. I'm joking. Um, there's some detectiveness in him. There's, there's no, no, there's no detective work in those things. The only thing he does is that stupid thing with the bullet, which is so stupid. And the phone. And the phone. The that's tracking. Not, that's that's just spying. That's, that seems and like a political the, movie. There. That's more espionage. Asian man from the top of the building. That was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> um, he, he was also in this movie. That's he it. was in this movie. That's right. He was one um, of the, the council. What was I going to say? <laughs> I don't think the Punisher. Yeah, I I'm, I agree with John. I think you have to leave these superheroes with a like the Punisher is just I think better on its own or with a Daredevil type guy. Um, 
just that's like I think one of the another reason why uh, DC didn't work. I, Batman and Superman just never made sense together for me. I mean, in the comics it was cool. Or in, yeah, the comics. Or in the cartoons, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I think yeah, they yeah. I think they could have did it. I think it could have been done well. But I don't want to get into DC. Why do we keep uh, bringing up DC? <laughs> let's go back to um, Winter Soldier. Yes. I think uh, I think it's a, a little uh, disappointing is not the right word because bringing everybody together is absolutely amazing. But like the Winter Soldier was Bucky was such a good, awesome fighter in this movie. Like oh my his God. fighting style was so with cool a knife. In this movie. That I want it to, I want to see more of that in the MCU. But there's just like so many characters now that's not something they're going to focus on. But like he was so cool, his hand to hand stuff was so awesome. The, that that whole sequence with him fighting Steve Rogers with that the, the dropping the knife and like mm-hmm. grabbing it and like oh it was just that was one of the best scenes definitely. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, you're right. Then they have too many things going on. You'll never get a sequence like that again. Unless he ta- unless he takes over as Captain America and has his own um, thing. Actually, you know what? Disney Plus is actually, I believe, making a Winter Soldier uh, or Bucky Barnes slash Falcon miniseries. So you might actually get something like that. Of course. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I like when they when they break it down like that. <laughs> I don't know why. It sounded like a song. I like when they do that in these movies where everything's so big and people fly and people jump high and everyone's so powerful and somebody could grab a helicopter and pull it close. I like when they actually just like get real close with it and do some hand to hand stuff. Yeah. And that was definitely some of the best like we've seen probably in besides like maybe like a daredevil show. Right. Yeah. I mean, in the cinematic universe, I think this has the best um, fight scenes. I I don't, to me, it's not the best story. It's not the best banter. But I think this is my number one fight scene movie. And I, I love fight scenes, so. I think it's my number one action scene movie. Like, okay, I mean, uh, yeah, that's that goes kind of along with it. Because I love all of the action scenes. And I, I agree, like, it that that whole, like, the fighting between, it started with um, uh, Romanoff and Bucky, and then, you know, he, you know, they fight for a bit, and then Rogers comes in, and they're fighting, and, like, just that whole, that whole uh, overpass and then sequence was just really solid. Yeah, even the little fight with the purge guy in the beginning was yeah, or on the ele- or, or on the elevator. Yeah, in the elevator. That was cool. that was yeah. so so great. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like he knew, and just like you can see, like the guy holding the gun, they're gonna beat a sweat off that guy's forehead. That was just that was such a cool sequence. Yeah, definitely best fight scenes of any movies we've talked about so far. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Because it's hand to hand. It's not fucking. Iron Man suit or... Well, it's not all just CGI, yeah. like, you know, big, you know, yeah. set pieces. Yeah. It's, like, really, really nice. Um, alright. Um, let's see. What else we have? You have a few more things? Guys. Oh, uh, I loved Abed making an appearance in this movie. I totally forgot he was in this oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, he's a huge fan. Huge fan. And I believe the Russo brothers, who are the ones that did this movie, I think they've done... They did some of, uh... What the hell's the name of that show? Community? Community. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, that's probably why. And the Rooster Brothers, by the way, have done the best Marvel movies. Like, just about them and James Gunn. <laughs> and yep. Taika Yeah. Do you think they're going to bring James Gunn back at all? I don't. 
Uh, especially since he's doing Suicide Squad, I think, now, for DC. I yeah. think he's pretty much out of the Marvel. I, mean, I kind of hope they do, just because he got, like, brought down by, like, people <sighs> acting in bad faith on Twitter. But it's just whatever. so dumb. I mean, like, it's so stupid. Like, as he much as... He seems like he had a very, um... South Park slash, uh... Adult Swim slash... Some of the raunchier stand-up comedian um, comedy style, but he just wasn't that funny. When that's he the was thing. Trying to get it out. Well, that's the, and that's, that's the big problem. Like anything, I always, I always say, it, anything can be can be made a joke. It can make a joke about anything as long as it's funny. And if it doesn't land and it's not funny, then people are gonna be like, "What the fuck, bro?" Yeah. So it sucks. I mean, I would love to see him do the third one because the first two were really good. Um, they are using his script from what last I heard, so <laughs> the actors should know what they're doing if they have the yeah. script. Hopefully, sort of a similar tone, but I don't think he'll be back. No. Um, I mean, would we categorize um, Nick Fury being alive as a twist, or is that a plot point? No, it's a twist. Okay. I mean, yeah, if, you, if, twist. if you didn't sort of feel that coming, then... You probably weren't paying attention, because, come on. Yeah, Nick Fury's not dying. Also, um, I've heard them mention during the uh, the Nick Fury car chase scene, the um, just, like, burrowing through the car and the pavement. Yeah. I don't know, with what, like, thermite or something? But uh, that they, pretty, they used that a few times. That was pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool, but, man, did he get through that really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Winter Soldier was not that far from you. But, again... Guys, suspend disbelief. Sometimes you're watching a, a superhero movie. You know, um, you guys have any other? <laughs> I have a few other things. Um, we were talking about one of the questions. I think we were asked, um, mm-hmm. but I will answer it in. Um, so when the helicarriers are are set to target yeah. all these people, we have like twenty million targets or whatever. Apparently. Uh, Tony Stark was one of the targets on the last ship that still was uh, functional mm-hmm. after the first two were taken out by the those guidance ships. Um, and after that, I'll just we can go back to talking about a couple other things. But on the headstone for Nick Fury, oh, it's Ezekiel yeah. twenty five seventeen, which is the quote he uses or the passage he uses in Pulp Fiction, which is pretty cool. Call back Damn to it. that movie. That was my that was my only other uh, one. <laughs> Sorry. Alright, well, what were, what were some of the other names that were on the, uh, on the hit list? Oh, I, I was, I only had a Tony Stark on the helicarrier, but the hit list that I also was thinking about that maybe your, uh, your friend Dave was asking. Yeah. Was, I think, the list that maybe Sitwell was talking about, um, which was Stephen Strange and, uh, technically Moon Knight. I, I thought, I, I thought he meant the, uh, I mean, he phrased this really shittily and formatted the questions awfully. Yeah, if you're going to format questions, just use bullet points. It <laughs> helps us out a bit. Um, <laughs> I, I thought he meant, like, I thought, like, you could see some names scrolling I think down. You, I, think, I think you, I mean, of course you can, but I, the only one I know that I, that happened, that popped up was Tony Stark on that. Um, again, I don't think Sitwell, I believe, said was uh, a guy in high school, which might lead to... Uh, Spider-Man? Yeah, that's a possibility, but... Remember the timeline of these movies? They may take take like eight years to make, but they really only take place in like a very short amount of time. Yeah. A lot of them. So, um, 
that's all I pretty much I got. I mean, I, I really thought the introduction of Sam Wilson, Falcon, was pretty cool. Uh, Dan, I had a great intro for Falcon, too. Oh. Really enjoyed his character. I really liked him. Um, I liked Frank Grillo as uh, Rumlow. Uh, I, I, just all around good movie. Falcon or um, War Machine? If I had to pick one, ooh, I mean, I, and I, I'm not talking about the the characters in the comics or anything. I'm talking about just like Don Cheadle, oh, or Anthony and Mackie, Anthony Mackie in their roles. Which one have you liked more? Because I feel like they're very similar characters. I like Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Yeah. And and apparently, um, he phrase he coined the phrase "cut the check" every time something went well or the scene like finished. Yeah. Like he would like yell "cut the check," and it, and it caught on a lot. Like everyone started yelling "cut the check" when us uh, when a scene. I was agree finished. with you. I, I I'd put I like uh, Falcon more. I don't know. I love Don Cheadle so much, though. Oh my god! Don't say Cheadle. Cheadle, really. <laughs> It's French. Um, I mean, my favorite Don movie with Don Cheadle um, is, is Ocean's Eleven. I thought he was really good in that. Um, it's a great heist movie. That's a great heist movie. Very very reminiscent to this movie. Um, <laughs> but now Anthony Mackie, I definitely like him a lot. And the more, uh, as he gets more screen time, uh, especially in like Civil War, I really liked him a lot. I like him uh, paired with Ant Man. I think they have good chemistry. They do have good chemistry. I actually like him with Winter Soldier. They have good chemistry when they're fighting Spider-Man in Civil War. Um, oh yeah, that's crazy. Though they had chemistry, it was pretty good. But yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, anything else? I mean, because I, I'll, I would love to break it down like even more so, but that's just too much. What I mean, go, go, give us a couple other nuggets that you got. No, it's not a nugget. Just like, just like scene for scene, just like talking about like this. And the the speech that uh, um, that Captain America had like right before, like they, uh, I like, I also like Anthony Mackie saying like, so did you yeah. write that down or did you put that off the top of your head? Like that was really cool. Um, uh, oh, I I mean, uh, um, when he goes, when Captain America goes to see like, himself at that museum, mm-hmm. and then at the end, Bucky goes to see yeah, himself, yeah, yeah. like that, like post credit, like just. I don't know. Just everything worked so well in this in this movie. Everything, and you can see like the shock and like sadness on Steve Rogers' face when he finds out that that's Bucky. Yeah. Like, and it's just it's crazy. Like he just so he's oh he got got so beaten down. Like he was always so optimistic and like but like that he couldn't get over. He couldn't over, he couldn't get over it. It's crazy. He was ready to die for it. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's go to a, a different. Uh... Uh, listener question. Um, just talking about Captain Buddy. What are the best buddies in the MCU? Or what is your favorite buddy combo? Since that's kind of what. Buddy combo. So you have Captain Buddy. I guess you can Cap- do Captain Bucky. Bucky. That's what I meant. Uh, you can do. I could say my favorite. What? And it's coming up in this uh, next yeah, movie we'll be talking about. about oh, it does. Groot, Groot and Rocket. Oh, it's a great book. It's great. Great duo right there. It's um, my fave. Oh man, it's tough. Um, I, I really like the Iron Man Spider Man dynamic too. I don't know if they're really—they're not buddies, I know, yeah. but like they're like mentor or whatever. But they have a great relationship. It's more of a father son thing, but hmm. 
but they do have a really good relationship and very believable. It's one that didn't take too long to catch on. Like, yeah. it's probably the um, saddest scene in the whole MCU. Yep. With, but and it didn't really take that many hours to build that up. They just really had great uh, chemistry. Hmm. I mean, I, we're not going to talk about it, but also Spider Man and and his uh, Asian friend, I love. Oh yeah, I mean they're, they're pretty good buddies, I guess. They're yeah. not like superheroes, like obviously one's not, but that's it's pretty good. Like Thor, that. Thor, and Hulk are getting there. They're slowly getting yeah, there. Yeah, that was. I mean that the whole movie was awful buddy movie. Also, in Avengers, they had uh, what the good fight scene, and then they had the um, on on the helicarrier where Hulk was like losing his shit, and Thor was trying to like comp, like keep him contained. Yeah. And then down in New York, where they were smashing uh, like everything together, and then Hulk just like punches, punches him and, and laughs. Mm. Yeah, they're really good together. That, you know, that might be. Oh, if we're just talking pure buddies, I mean, I guess Bucky and Cap have to be my second, just because they produced very good movie together. And then I'll I'll go Thor and Hulk. More so than more so than Cap and Sam Wilson. Like, they're, they're buddies. Yeah. <laughs> they're new buddies. That's a good one, too. I, I do like Tony. I like do like uh, Tony and Rode, Rhodey. Yeah. Like, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I think Rocket and Groot are Yeah, that's, I, that, that's, that's pretty damn good. It's pretty tough to beat. All right. Uh, let's see. Sure, you don't know how long they're even together. Like, how long is that fucking ra- uh, raccoon alive? And <laughs> how long has Groot been alive? They could be together for a really long time. Yeah. Like. He knows how to talk his tree language. Like those two have been together for a while. It's kind of like a reverse Han Solo and Chewbacca, if you think about it. It really is like Han Solo. Well, why is it a reverse? Because the furry thing is mm. like kind of like the, the Solo, renegade. Yeah. Oh, and the old wooden thing is like, huh? That makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah have you seen this? <laughs> I know, I know. That, you know, John, they are very similar. <laughs> there to yeah, Chewie and Solo. And you know, it's both both space odyssey movies, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess that's what you call and it. And the Han character dies in both. Ooh. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of that, I guess we can get into seg segue into Guardians. But what do you of the mean galaxy. the Han character dies in both? Because Groot dies, and Groot. But he's is... chewy. Groot is chewy. You said furry, like... Well, we're talking yeah, about but the, the, the reverse. The furry one. The furry one's the Han character. Alright, fine. I guess. All right. Jesus. Shut up. Alright, so, yeah, Guardians, probably, definitely top two for me. Wait, can we do, um... What? Can we do Ron to... Can we do our scores oh, for, Oh, shit, uh, yeah. Why do we always forget that? Winter Soldier? Uh, Winter Soldier. I totally forgot what I gave the others. That's why it's gonna be fun because we we're not going back to find out. We're just gonna do a a a, <laughs> a, a, a solidified ranking at the end, but you don't know if you've screwed over your scores. Yeah, I'm going 94. We will, we will listen to all the the ends of. The, we'll try to get these. <laughs> I'm gonna the say episode and put them together. I'm gonna say 94. Love this movie so wow, much. Wow, that's a great score. Something's gonna get 100, maybe. But this is getting ninety four. It's a good score. I I don't know if I like this 
more than Avengers or like exactly the same? I'm gonna go ninety one. I think that's what I gave Avengers. Oh, John, I was gonna go. You know, I want to give it an even ninety, and I think just recapping it pushes it one percentage up, and I go ninety one as well. Maybe maybe it's because I watched it yesterday. I'm just so pumped. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, but the thing is, that it's really good. it is really so good. Freaking good. Every action sequence, so good. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic fight sequences. Um, all right, so let's go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Great, funny romp through the galaxy or the quadrant or whatever they call it. Except for that opening scene, which is like some of the saddest, like five minutes ever. Man, they really started you off with like a tearjerker. Yeah, but then <laughs> boom, hit you with they the land uh, of the lawsuit with this. <laughs> they but they hit they hit you hard and then they hit you with you that, say land of the lawsuit. Uh, what's that dinosaur movie with Littlefoot? Land Before Time. Oh, Land Before Time. <laughs> wow. I was like, I was like, what scene from Land of the Lost are you thinking of where he gets yelled at by Matt Lauer? I, that's why I just sort of I mean, lost I guess over Rick, it. Rick Marshall had the, had the last I laugh with that because the real because question Matt is, Lauer got me too'd. Wow. Land, uh, Land Before Time. Yeah, that was sad. That was really sad beginning. Was sad beginning and then it gets, uh, happier. And he ends up with his grandparents in the end. He finds his grandparents, I believe. That's at the end of that. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, spoiler alert. Thought, thought, uh, yeah, for a 30-year-old movie. Um, I thought we were going with a weird callback with The Bodyguard. And nope. we went even weirder and older <laughs> with <laughs> Land Before Time. Um, we're, we're all about comparisons in this podcast. <laughs> But what an opening sequence! That the music, yeah, um, the big like the big text that pops up that says "Guardians of the Galaxy." Like, it's just you knew at that point it was just going to be a wacky movie. The yeah. first superhero movie to really use music like this to its to like really make a music the music a big plot point. Yep. I mean, unless you're counting Seal and um, <laughs> in Batman <laughs> Returns. Was, oh, returns, was, yeah, was it returns or was it forever? I can't remember. Maybe it was forever. <laughs> One, three. Who knows? Was it the bat nipple si- suit? No, yeah. that was Batman and Robin. Okay. No, um, there was no music yeah, for that. I, the only superhero movie I can think of, or the first one that used music as um, like another, it's pretty much another character. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Every, every other superhero movie just uses either, you know, orchestras or whatever, or just like. Like unsettling, like themes or something, <laughs> dark and ominous tones. This also created one of the worst, um, one of the worst attempts to uh, to duplicate it. Oh. That just fell completely flat. When Suicide Squad tried to do it, with, oh, like, yeah. their music, and it was just like, dudes, you're trying too hard. Every song you're picking is trying too hard. Nothing is nostalgic. Nothing's working. Like, this is terrible. You you use music all wrong. Well, that's the thing. Suicide, Suicide Squad tried to do, like, all, like, the classic rock, like, most popular classic rock songs where Guardians just did, like, kind of, like, random, not random or obscure. I guess, like, random, not very obscure, like, 70s and 80s kind of, like, popish hits. Songs you forgot you loved. Exactly. Is what I would think of a bass like you forgot you love this song like what the cherry bomb oh, scene, i, I, I love like, the cherry bomb i forgot scene. i love this song yeah man, i've been ever since that movie came out 
like I can't help but like occasionally just like throw on the entire soundtrack. Also, it just helps that through. Brooklyn loves it, and Brooklyn absolutely loves it, which is great. My my youngest daughter, like if I'm like making dinner, like she'll tell me to put on. Well, this is Guardians too, but she likes the Baby Groot song, which is she calls it, which is uh, Mr. Blue Sky. But um, that's such a good song. But she um like she loves listening to half of these songs. Every time she hears it, she goes. Oh, this is like daddy's, daddy's song. Like she loves, <laughs> she knows, like I love listening to his music. So it's, it's really awesome. I mean, soundtrack is great. Absolutely great. If I do like a top 10, like songs. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good question, Dave. Yeah. Way to tell us to do like whatever the weird ones you were asking us before. This one, never a down moment in this movie to me. I, I love this movie from start to finish. Saw it in theaters with D. D loved it. She's not a big, she's not a huge superhero guy. She sees the big ones with me, but, uh, she absolutely loved it. Um, everybody, I, I saw it opening week and I think everybody in the theater, um, you could tell just looking around was crazy, but it's like when you go to movies and sometimes there's like talking and stuff and you could tell like not everybody's that engaged and this is like not a whisper. Like everybody yeah. was so engaged in this movie. I, I can't stress how much I love this one. Yeah, this this was again. I watched it tonight again for like the I don't even know how many times, but uh, just as enjoyable like this time as it was the first time. You know, oh, yeah. that's how you know a movie's so good because it just stays stays enjoyable after multiple watchings. Yeah, all the clips, all the I mean, it's a really funny movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It's, Every character is funny. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody is a letdown in this. Um, who would have thought Batista would be would have the comedic timing he did? <laughs> that complete surprise. Well, um, Groot, like just Vin Diesel's saying Groot a bunch of I am Groot a bunch of times was funny. Yeah, that's got to be um, the the easiest Bradley money Cooper. he's ever made. Yeah, it's just. Every character was good. I think Gamora was even funny because she had, she had a very dry sense of humor. Uh, I was gonna say the uh, Batista's best line was uh, I I laughed out loud was um finger to the throat means death. I don't know why they just called me funny <laughs> after he ripped the guy's headset out. Yeah, it's just great line. I don't know. I mean, I. I... A lot of it was really funny. Um, John C. Riley was also pretty funny. Big yeah. John C. Riley fan. Um, he had a he had a really good few lines when he first uh, grabbed Star Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like hey, Star Prince. It's like it's not weird to have a, a code name. It's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. Um, I mean, everyone was pretty much. Hey, you're right. Everyone was really good in this movie. And a lot of people say like Ronan the Accuser was a uh, very weak villain, which yeah, he probably was. But I think the character was played well. I think. Uh, I mean, I don't think he was a weak villain. It's just kind of like a, like, typical villain. Like, a religious, like, alien fanatic that just adheres to, like, the old warrior codes or whatever and wants to get revenge. He was a villain that was used as a, as more of a means to get to an infinity Stepping stone. stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's and what he, he was. He had a hard role as a villain because he was getting made fun of so much. Like, it was such a funny, um... The protagonists were so funny. It's hard to like take a villain seriously when the protagonists are just all jokes. Yeah, that's true. And apparently, I believe he is in Captain Marvel, so maybe you get the second shot of, you know, showing some chops as Ronan. I mean, like I, I thought the actor was fine. Oh yeah, it's just like oh, yeah, yeah just, like like Brian said, it was just tough to 
be so serious in a not very silly movie, but a lighthearted movie. Although I will make a correction. Um, I did say um, that Loki killed that dude uh, by Thanos. Um, nope, he no, nope, it was Ronan Accuser by just snapping his neck with like the wave his, of his, his hammer. Axe. Whatever. Um, so that was my mistake. Ronan kills that dude, not Loki. Um, what was I gonna say? All right, which one's the purple stone, by the way? Believe this is the power stone. The power stone. I cannot be a hundred percent on that, but you I, cannot, or you won't. I, I mean, I, I can, I can check, but that's not my. I don't remember. I always forget which stones are which, but I believe that's the power stone. You're supposed to be our. Expert. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with power stone. Okay. Final answer. <laughs> um. I'm sorry. I feel like we could just do a whole podcast about Drax quotes. Um, or like quotes that, in general. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it, the finger on the throat one. I like the one where he gets mad when he gets called a theosaurus. Oh, yeah. Do uh, not ever is... call me a theosaurus. Can you call a theosaurus? A theosaurus, really? Thesaurus. <laughs> so, sorry. Wait what, was the, wait, what was the other word that... Um... Parabola. <laughs> was it parabola? Parable. Oh, shit. No, it was hyperbole. Hyperbole, yeah. Hyperbole. Uh, hyperbole. Hyperbole was more of a joke. Theosaurus, I, uh, I fudged that one up. <laughs> um, and then he gets um, told that uh, metaphors go over his head and nothing goes his over his head. Is being too fast for anything to go over his yeah. head. Um, in the beginning of the movie, which is pretty cool, um, it, sort of, it feels yep. like an homage to... Um, oh, right, Power Stone? Nice, nailed it. Um, it feels like a little bit of an homage to like uh, Indiana Jones type style movies. Like when he's going to get the relic, and he, you know, it just it feels like an oh Indiana Jones. Oh my god, here we go again. Well, so it's, it's an archaeologist movie. Yeah, it's an archaeologist <laughs> movie. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a period piece. Um, <laughs> it's an adventure. Well, one movie. of the questions was from Dave was like, uh, where does this rank in space operas? Space operas? Or like, right. Yeah, like space epics, space uh, operas, like Star Wars. Um, Star Trek, all the space operas, I guess. Mm, it's definitely above Starship Troopers. First off, Starship <laughs> Troopers is... I like it. I mean, it's underrated. Uh, but I mean, this this blows every other space movie out of the water. Favorite space movie for me too, John. I probably what, have to like, agree. Galaxy Quest is pretty good. That yeah, was a good funny movie. Um, but that's just that, not... But yeah, that's also was amazing. Star Star Wars always found overrated. Sorry guys out there that are really big Star Wars fans just never got into it. The whole like series or the original movie? Everything, everything to Star be, Wars. To be honest, good, good above average stuff just never really got into it. Rewatching them, they're they're kind of slow. They drag on. They are bit. slow, but that's that, that's what bit. movies do back in the day. Oh my god. Any movie before 1985 takes an hour and a half to get to the point. You have long, you have long shots that take away, you know, you, you, you watch yeah. someone walk away way too long or, you know, doing something like dial an entire phone number and then wait for the phone call. And then like, it's like the things just, the shots aren't made right. I, um, sometimes I feel like, uh, like a bad about myself, like I'm a country bumpkin or something, but I don't like, I don't watch movies pre 1990. Like oh. I just don't have an interest in them. I don't care. It's just not my thing. How does that I make you watch uh, movies pre nineteen ninety? If anything, it makes you an entitled millennial. I was gonna say, how does that make you a country bumpkin? <laughs> I don't know. I was just throwing out a word. <laughs> no, but um, no, I, I agree. Like, 
95, 97% of movies before like 1989, like 1985, suck. That's a uh, the random percentage, but okay, I can see where you're going. There's like that. 10 good movies. Yeah, let's just time. say movies evolved. No, def- uh, movies um, definitely evolved. Like, I mean, 100%. And also you have to realize the fact, like, 12 movies a year came out. So, like, people didn't have a lot of choices. They had to like what came out. And you also understand, there are so you many shitty like fucking movies, though, nowadays. Oh, yeah, like, of course. If you really compare it, like, there's, like... Percentage-wise, like, sure. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, hits and misses, but people are just pumping shit out now. Yeah, well, because anyone can make a movie now, and if you film it in, like, another fucking country, you get all these fucking credits. So even if you don't, like, make any money, you still make a lot of money. Like, if your movie don't make money. Because you get all these, like, fucking weird, like... You're, yeah, that way I think Yui Bowl makes all these movies. You just, yeah, you're, I know that's your right. logic there. Just that, like made my head scramble. Podcast insider movie industry. Back <laughs> <laughs> to the MCU podcast. You right. know what scene I really love in this movie? Mm-hmm. All the of prison it. break scene. Oh, this oh, is, yeah. honestly, this is a prison break movie. <laughs> it is, this is a, prison a prison break movie. movie. It is. Um, <laughs> See, the jailbreak movie. Break movie. But when. Um, that's the scene when when rockets firing on top of uh, uh was he on top of Groot? Yeah, when yeah. when Drax throws yeah. him the gun and he grabs Dra- it. Yeah, and he's, he's firing screaming that. and oh yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome scene. Also, so when, cool. when he when he makes Peter Quill get the guy's leg for yep. no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So when they it's get a great character when they get to the prison, um, or the kiln, I believe it's called. They the kiln, uh, yes. they um. That alien that walks off to them, that Groot puts his fucking fingers in his nose. The big blue guy? Yeah, that's Nathan Fillion. Like, his voice? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, just okay. random, you know. Oh, I guess Firefly's a space opera. All the nerds. <laughs> like, oh my god, the best season of television ever is unfairly canceled. They made a movie, people. Get over it. Um, best, um, best space opera TV show is The Expanse. That show's freaking awesome. I still, I still gotta watch that. I feel I like mind, yeah. that's so cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, the whole Prison Break thing was great. Um, <laughs> even the whole, like, although, what one thing that does bother me is that Gamora is supposed to be this, like, lethal weapon created, you know, like, basically, like, trained by Thanos, blah, 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 but she can't, like, just kill Peter Quill immediately and then, or, like, get it and go. Like, I understand, like, there was, like, Rocket and Groot sort of, like, Put a little like or hamper, like, like yeah, like like a little wrench into her plans. But I mean, her 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 main plan was to grab it, kick him, and run. Well, Quill's also also supposed to be like um, they play him as like the oaf, but no, but he's talented and survive. Yeah, he is talented. He's a sneaky good. Uh, he's like a survivable fighter. He's like that guy who gets beat up, and but he's. But I still think her plan, her plan was to grab it, kick him, and run. Like, that was her plan. Like, I mean, she's she a deadliest, just, she's she a deadliest, just, like, underestimated him. But she's a deadly assassin. Like, I mean, honestly, uh, kick him in the nuts and run is, is, is a plan that has a high success rate. I don't know. I 100%. just, I just think it was, uh, it was a poorly planned, like, they could have, I don't know. That, if I had one gripe with the movie, it's that. But obviously, it's a very small one. That whole scene was cool, though. Like, just the whole, like, Groot, like, and Rocket 
Their banter. We want to talk about banter. Back and forth. Yeah, that was like a football scene. Honestly, this is like a sports yeah. movie. <laughs> I'm passing that around. Oh my god. And whatever. <laughs> um, I actually didn't take any that many notes because I was just so like, yeah, it was just like again, I was so enjoying the movie again, like that. Um, um, let's see. Well, when they go to the collector. Oh yeah. So do you want to explain the collector a little bit? Because we saw him in the the Thor the Dark World post credit scene. Yeah. But like, is he is he just kind of inserted here, or is he like a big? Um, is he a big character in the Marvel comic books? Not really. Um, is he like? I mean, is he like a co- not not constant presence, but does he show up every now and then? He's not like what the the movies have made. It. So, uh, all right, in the the movies, he's the brother to um, Jeff Goldblum's character. What the hell's his name? Uh, ah. in, in Thor Ragnarok. So they're not... That makes sense. So they're like some of the older beings in the universe. Okay. Um, that's not really how it is in the, the comics. It's not like... He's not this like old-timey being that like... You know, he just... he just He's a collector. He just collects. He collect, That's literally what he does. He's a collector. Oof. I mean... Did he get any Infinity Stones in the comics? Do you remember? That I don't know. That I have no idea. Um... But in in his collection over here, so obviously after Dark World, he had the Ether. So he had one, which is Infinity Stone, the, the Reality Stone. Yeah, and then he had the Power Stone. He would have had the Power Stone. He would have had two Infinity Stones if, but he wouldn't have been able to handle them at all. No, but he just had them. He's happy to have them. And who knows? He could have sold them to a higher bidder, whatnot, whatnot. But he's a collector. Um, he had a Dark Elf. In his collection, he had a frost, a frost giant. He had Howard the Duck, as everyone knows. Wait, wait he had a frost giant. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, yeah. Why was Howard the Duck just inserted into this movie? For fan service. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun little. Voiced by Seth Green. Um, he had slug. I feel like, I feel like Seth Green's a solid, like, just random. Like, kind of nerdy voice to throw that, out there. I think it's a pretty decent voice he did for him. No, not nerdy voice, but, like, nerdy, like, kind of, like, fanboy voice. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Just to throw, like, a bone. Yeah, he's, like, 50 years old, and he's, like... Yeah. he's 50. I don't know if he's 50, but he's, he's definitely older. Um, there were slugs from the movie Slither. Of course. Which is a James Oh, Gun- that's cool. Nathan Fillin movie. James Gunn movie, I believe, actually. Um, oh, wow, so those two like each other. And, uh, uh, actually, uh, also, um, what the hell's his name? What is in it? What's, what the fuck is his name? I can't think of his name. Whose name? Describe him. What's the Yandu, name? Yandu was in Slither. Um. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, Cosmo. I the, like Slither. So it was a good movie. Um. Never heard of it. Really? Uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, like, horror movie-ish. Uh, what's her can't, name? Can't be Who horror blew movie. blew up, uh, shortly after the, uh, one of the announcers in, uh, Pitch Perfect. Oh, Elizabeth Banks? Yeah, she was in Slither. Jen- oh. Jenna Fisher, I believe, was also in Slither. Wow. Um, All-star cast before the prime. So, Cosmo the Space Dog was he's also a Marvel character. Was the one who escaped. And then he, at the end of the movie... Like the dog that like, with, the USA or Russia sent up in space. Cosmo, USSR. Um, and uh, at the end, he's licking the collector's face. And yeah. Then, how would Duck say that shit? Um, and then a lot of people thought that that big cocoon was Adam Warlock's cocoon, but it was not. Um, Adam Warlock ends up being Nahum showing his cocoon in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. If he'll ever even be used. 
Would you go to like a fake museum that is um, styled as the collector's museum and it just has a bunch of like uh, cool Marvel things in it? Yeah, probably. Marvel-related things in <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, probably. Dude, they have like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars museums. Yeah, I, I would definitely do something Marvel like that. That would be fucking awesome. I'm I'm, ner- right. I'm nerdy like that. Um, Disney. Get on that. Pay attention. That's actually really smart to do something like that and like... Well, I mean, I think they're pretty pretty sure they're doing stuff in Disney World to add like Marvel stuff to it. That would actually be a pretty cool like exhibit in inside one of the Disney parks. Yeah, they could do patent pending. Yeah, patent pending. <laughs> patent pending. Um, yeah, they could do a collector exhibit. They could do a like the um, the trophy room in Asgard exhibit. That was like cool. all they of... could put all the um, spy equipment from Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and all that, the, that flash drive, all the heist tools they use in Ant Man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the van. <laughs> Ti. Ti. Yeah, he, he just hangs out there. Hey, what's it going? I mean, I, I was going to just with Ti to be honest. Rubber band man, obviously. Um, uh, I really <laughs> like the end sequence in this. Uh, Again, the Destroyer, maybe people didn't like too much. I think he was just a means to an end, but um, I did like the end. I liked the whole Groot surrounding them. I liked how they had to be like a family and all come together. And I just, I think they did that really well. Well, the other cool thing is that like, so the sacrifice that Groot made mm. was even greater than people may have realized because the Groot that grows back is not him. Yeah, it's his son. It's just, yeah, it's an offspring. So it's not even, so he did risk, he did sacrifice his life. Like a lot of people thought that it was like, oh, you know, as long as you have the piece of Groot, the same Groot grows back. It's not, that's not the case. Well, it's like grafting of a tree. So, when do you find that out? What, that it, it's not him? Yeah. Uh, well, it was just said by, um... James Gunn. Yeah. When, when the second Guardians came out. That uh, was, yeah. I feel like they don't make that explicit in the movies they, at all. They don't. You have, they, people were like, every, a lot of stuff is like, basically posted on, on like, social media, or like, just like, websites, like, cause like, people come at the, uh, at the, uh, directors and stuff like, oh, this is blah, 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 and they're like, no, this is not this, this is this. Alright, can I, I was gonna say, that's my one great with, some superhero movies is you, you can't just watch the movie a lot of times. You have to like no do research cool, yeah. or like do like pr- pr- prior research to shit to like figure out like the full story. Well, yeah, I mean, that, you don't have, you don't you have to be a little out of the loop and still enjoy these. That's yeah. You can enjoy these movies, but if you want to dive a little bit further, then yeah, you know, unless you're like a mm. crazy, uh, you know, it's boy. like uh game of Thrones to me. I don't, I don't dive into game. I watch them. All. I've watched every episode. I don't dive into them. I don't do the Reddit. I don't uh, do the theories. I'm not like, who's going to be the final throne person? Let me think of all of these. Yeah. Let me look at all these clues and dissect all of this. I just watch it and I enjoy it. I And I do the same thing with Marvel. But there are people that really dive in. That's fair. And like main, and like, yeah, like Winter Soldier, like... Watching that before watching any other Marvel movie, you might have been lost. But Guardians, you could have just seen Guardians, and that would have been fine. Because well, Guardians is like its own, the thing. perfectly standalone movie. Yeah, if you didn't have the other stuff going on. But Winter Soldier, yeah, you need to have some sort of backstory on what the fuck happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. You don't know what the fuck's going on. 
Yeah. But I get it. I mean, but that's the whole point of this universe. And I, yeah, I get sometimes you don't like catch like some references here or there, some Easter eggs or, you know, but I don't know. It makes it more fun for me. That's, I enjoy that. That's fair. Also, um, going back to, whoop, uh, going back to the Groot thing. Did you hear that? No. What are you hearing? Oh, no, nothing. I, pr- I, pr- over there? I pressed something on my thing. Uh, going back to the Groot thing. Um, how, like, the fact that Marvel can make you feel sad about a, a walking tree and a human raccoon hybrid possibly getting hurt just shows to how good they're, they are at making superhero movies. Well, I mean. Or Indiana Jones. Not only that, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, look, they, the character development's really good in, in a really short amount of time. And the CGI on the way, I mean, they're, like, it's believable that, like, he's a walking raccoon. Like, that's how good that CGI looks. I mean, the fur and everything, the, 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 like, the, just the, the physical features, yeah. the movement of the mouth, like, it just, it's ridiculous how, how well that was done. But yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Like, they make you, uh, they make like, you I've, like, never heard of these comic book characters before. And I believe the fact that I am, uh, Groot, the species, says, can only say I am Groot, I believe that's a virus that was pet. They actually were able to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. they were, a virus was, they've got, they, they obtain a virus which causes them to only say I am Groot. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's a pretty I, shitty virus. Yeah. I, I could be, could be wrong, but I don't think I am. You fact, fact check me, uh, Dave. That's alright, I'll trust you. <laughs> yeah, I'll trust you on that one. Um, any, any quite any other questions that we had from, uh, oh, uh, yeah, okay. So, um, Anthony, do you know anything about the, uh, Easter egg on the scene in the prison and how they list their crimes? Hmm. No. Oh, when they're, oh shit, when they're, when, when they're they, getting booked. You know, I did know that and, and it's funny, I was watching it today. I was like, I meant to go look at like that, but no, I have no, um, no good insight on that. Why there was always a, what did he say? Alright, I'll look up. You, you talk, talk amongst right. yourselves. I will say, um, so the Nova Corps will live, uh, who are on Xandar. Oh, man. Xandar. That was so sad. I was, I was rooting for them very hard. Oh, like the, all the ships the and ships. everything. They're such, they were like such a great team. I feel like that blockade thing was pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. How they all linked up. Um, but the Nova Corps or Nova, there's a superhero named Nova. Who is Richard Ryder from Earth? Who ends up getting Nova the, the power from the Nova Corps and becomes a superhero? So maybe one day we'll see him in uh, Phase Four or whatever. But oh wait, knows. according to their pants. Oh, uh, I thought Dave did a. I thought he did a um, a typo, but apparently it is their pants. Really? Yeah. Does it depend on the crimes they've committed? Yeah. Interesting. Something I did not catch. Alright. But, but yeah, but hopefully with now Xandar apparently wiped out because Thanos crushed the shit out of them to get the, the, uh, Infinity Stone. Uh, hopefully it would be, maybe it would be cool to see the rise of Nova in phase, possibly phase four or whatnot. So. Just Do another. people want to see Nova? Is this a thing? I've never heard of Nova. Um, he's not a huge, 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 I mean, I, I definitely not A-list character, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, he fits with what they're doing in like space and stuff. If they if they're going like 
you know, with Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, things that are, like, outside of the, just, Earth. Like, I think Nova would fit into what they're, what they're doing. Who's the top superhero we haven't seen yet? What do you mean top, like? Like, who's the, I guess that would be more of a Fantastic Four thing, but... Like, how about who's the top guy we haven't seen in a movie yet that might show up in one of these movies going forward? Top guy. There's somebody that, like, uh, jumps out to you that you're like, I haven't seen him in a movie. I mean, all right, we're going, like, all superhero movies, not just MCU. We'll just go more. No, M- MCU, but, like, I'm not going to say, like, Fantastic Four because we've just seen so much of Fantastic Four. Um... If that makes sense. I mean, I'd love to see. Uh, so, I mean, I know we saw him in the one Fantastic Four movie, but I'd love to see Silver Surfer. Yeah, Silver Surfer's pretty rad. That would be pretty sweet because then that could bring on a real version of Galactus. That would definitely be fucking awesome. Uh, I guess I, mean, I really do want to see those like characters again. Like, I really want to see Doctor Doom like done properly, like not in the fucking that fucking terrible Fantastic Four movie. So shit. It's hard to believe how loved Fantastic Four is with how bad it's been represented in movies. Because they're such great characters. Like, just totally ruined. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, ruined. Human Torch is pretty freaking cool. Ugh, like, it's just fucking terrible. I really want to see a proper Doctor Doom. Like, and, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much probably Silver Surfer, Galactus, and Doctor Doom are the three characters I really love to see done done properly in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I think the only, I'm trying to think of like the one thing that would blow shit up that would like get people. Like, I think the thing that would make people most excited would be a Wolverine cameo. Of course, like, I don't think people would. I don't think like you could get as fever pitched as a Wolverine cameo. No, yeah, 100%. Like, if, if they had a post-credit scene in, like, a Marvel movie, like, in a year or two, and you see Wolverine, people are gonna lose their absolute shit. They're, they're absolute, they're gonna, they're gonna lose their minds. Because now they know that they're gonna have, like, the most popular superhero in, besides Spider-Man, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I was just gonna say, he's my second favorite in, MCU and third favorite superhero overall after Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man is always Spider-Man and Iron Man have always been my two favorite like superhero or comics, these comic book characters to like but Spider-Man Spider-Man number 1, clear favorite. So Yeah, I love Spider-Man. From the comics to the video games, I really like um everything about Spider-Man. To the 90s but cartoon I'll, show. I always have Batman number 1. You what you watch that 90s cartoon show? Yeah. Oh my god. One of the worst um the worst uh uh intro songs. It was like Spider Man, Spider Man, <laughs> Radioactive Spider Man. It was so shit. It like was a, so like terrible. A shit rap. It was so bad. No, it wasn't even rap. It was like it was just like digital. It was like it was uh-huh. it was not like not like the fucking amazing X Men nineties theme, which oh, was like god. the best. That, yeah, that's yeah, I mean Spider Man's kinda like a battle rap movie if you think about it. <laughs> uh, no, apparently the pants in the prison scene, they list all their crimes on their pants. Really? And like they have different colors and 
Gamora is, is like super long. Really, yeah. I like that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, look at that next time. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. Get some more Easter eggs. Um, what's the best best dance scene? I mean, at the end is the most unexpected dance dance off in movie history. I, no, no one saw that coming. I just like the fact they mention it in Infinity War. Oh shit! Yeah, they did. Like that's that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is the best space movie. Um, and, uh, alright, so, what aspects do you enjoy the most, and what are you looking forward to? The scrolls? I don't know who they are. Scrolls. The scrolls. And then, uh, I guess, Fantastic Four versus Galactus, which is what you really want. Fuck, yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, the scrolls are what you're gonna see in Captain Marvel. Um, they're like, these like green looking alien mm-hmm. like creatures, but they could take the form of basically Anything. anyone. Okay. Um, but I believe when they take the form of someone, so like let's say they took the form of like Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. they can't turn into the Hulk and have his powers. Okay. Um, so um, that's possibly what they might be leading to. Well, first they're going to have it in Captain Marvel, but then they're going to. Possibly to the um, a big event in the comics, which is called Secret Wars, which is who was a scroll, who's not a scroll, and the invasion that's going on with that. So that could be the next. That'd phase. be pretty cool, a little invasion of the Body Snatchers movie, like more of a an alien invasion movie than a superhero movie. Well, there's a very decent possibility that in Avengers Endgame, that someone might be like have been a scroll for a very long time. So like, that would be a twist. So that yeah, that, that would, would actually be a twist. that would be like yeah, an M Night Shyamalan like Sixth Sense twist. About twist. Uh, that for sure. Scro- Lo- Dead Loki's really scroll Loki. <laughs> he just you cut to him on the ship, and he's just like a dead scroll. <laughs> um, that would um, but I really want to see Galactus in the Fantastic Four. That's that's what I'm looking forward to, and it's gonna it's got, it has to happen. Like, yeah, it has to happen. Like, it has to. It has to. It has to. Okay. Um, also, I have a question. Were these... Whoa, I don't know why my voice just cracked there. Uh, were these, uh, like, the same bad guys from Avengers, or were they, they are they the same species, or, like, related? No, no they're not Chitauri. Oh, okay. They're different. They're, uh, different. they're just they're, kind of similar, yeah. I guess. Uh, and also, there was a Chitauri in the Collector's collection, as well. Of course. Does he um, just have, like, one of every species? He collects whatever he can collect. Yeah. A lot Chitauri, of these... They sucked. They, they, were, were just, they were terrible. Yeah. They sucked. You know, these were not them. It is weird, though, that he's a... Um, I forgot what... Uh, I forgot what he, the race they, he said they were, but then Drax said they're, like, paper to him or something like that. Yeah. Um, what race is at the end of Infinity Wars? Is that also... No, what, they're, oh, kind of, the, they're kind of, like, bugs. Those, like, demon things that, like... Thanos, yeah. like sensor, yeah. I don't even know what those were. Those were, I think, those something of his creation, maybe. Um, That'd be interesting to know, listeners. If anybody knows that, let us know what race um, those, attacked Wakanda. Yeah, those weird, fucked up things. But that's not like. I don't think it's. Hmm. I that's think it's straight out super creation. troopers. I mean, not super troopers. Super wow. <laughs> what movie did you? Starship troopers. How how high were you when you watched Super Troopers? <laughs> I watched Super Troopers. Uh, I had it on a VHS tape with Starship Troopers. It just kind of overlapped. Yeah, of course. Um, 
Shit, yeah. Uh, I think it, it's, um, yeah, I guess it's weird, cause he's, cause, um, Ronin is Cree, but he has been, like, sort of, the Cree have, like, denounced him. So I guess he has this other race that he works with, and trying to, I guess, work for Thanos in time. Mm-hmm. To, uh, uh, especially speaking of Thanos, again, another very underwhelming, like, he doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, he's just in the background setting. Like you can tell, like he's pulling all the strings and all of the, the just, mass invasions. It's just yeah, very. I think that's cool. I, I like that. I like that he's like been seen as so powerful that he doesn't even get up off his chair for this little shit. I guess like so. not destroying plant. He's not destroying uh, galaxies yet. Like this is little stuff. He's he's just a puppet master right now. He's the. Um, He's, he's moving all his pawns. Like I like that. I think that sets him up well. What I what I find weird though is that like so the people on Xandar know about Thanos because like Ronan works for Thanos, and but like I guess they just don't know that he, he and they even call him the Mad Titan, which yeah. is like his name and like which is you know, what he goes by. But like they, I guess they they don't fear him the way I guess they well they don't they should yet they. Don't know he's trying to get Infinity Stones yet. I guess not. Like, but he's supposed that, to be most, one of the most powerful beings. Sands Infinity Stones. All right, so they're just like, uh, they just don't seem too worried about him. Well, they know he's sending people. They know he's not coming. So I it's guess. not like, I guess I don't know. Whatever. The payoff was really good in Infinity War, so it's all that matters to me. Um, any other scenes in this that you guys thoroughly like? I mean, what's your favorite song? <laughs> uh, I mean, cher- the, I mean, just for the, um, I don't know, what do you call it? The, the mixture with the actual what's going on in the movie, cherry pop, the cherry bomb scene. It's the cherry popping scene, as I say, which one is that? <laughs> one where you grab the hole. Um, <laughs> you can't grab a hole. You can't, you, you can't touch a hole. The, uh, I mean, the, be- the beginning song is great too. It just like opens everything up. Uh, yeah, I do like that. Um, I like, um, ow, I just smacked John, I, I know John loves Hooked on a Feeling because oh, he has a history gosh. with that song. That's, That's a great song. song. Dude, have like you it? ever, I, I, I believe we talked about this before, but have you ever watched the David Hasselhoff version of Hooked on a Feeling? No, I don't think so. Watch, alright. One weekend, when you're a little lopsop doing, yeah. a little, you know. I know, I, I saw the motion you made, yes, I understood. I think they couldn't, though. That's um, fine. <laughs> look up David Hasselhoff hooked on a feeling. It is the the weirdest shit I've ever seen on the internet. Really? And, like, I've, like, compared, and this was the internet, like, I saw this, like, so many years ago, compared to oh, how God. far the internet has come. This is ten times weirder than anything. Yeah, it's Hasselhoff green screen, like... Uh, riding a motorcycle, like, while standing on it. Flying and he's holding, yeah. he's holding, like, a, then more Hasselhoffs appear next to him. And then he holds, like, a cube <laughs> of himself, of Hasselhoff in a cube. I feel like you shouldn't have told around. me this. I feel like I should have found this out for myself. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, you'll forget. I want to go it. back to songs. I will. Uh, Escape, the Pina Colada song. That's has always good. been, yeah. uh, a go-to karaoke song for me. So I enjoyed that. I really like that song. It's a it's an easy song to sing for anybody looking for a good karaoke <laughs> song. And um you know, if it's summertime and 
you do in like an outdoor karaoke, people tend to like it. I'm a huge fan of Hooked on the Feeling mainly because of that scene. Like, I like that he just like he's pissed off, and like the guys listening to it, and then they you know he just like sort of tases them, and like just a whole like that whole like prison scene. I don't know, just just a pretty cool scene in general. Um, I think that was like the first song they got you with when the trailer came out was Hooked mm-hmm. on the Feeling. So that sort of set the entire uh, mood for the the whole movie when that trailer came out. And I like the ending song, which uh, ain't no mountain high enough. Like, True. Come you and like, Get Your Love is a fantastic song. Come too. and Get Your Love is great. Um, but just like, you know, he opens up that, that present from his mom. Yeah. Like, and it's a, just a new, you know, awesome mix volume too. Technically, that's not the original mix though. Mix too. I know, but that's what he plays and that's what turns on. And like, I just, that's just a great ending to that movie, you know? That's that's that was my song. All right. Um, and also the one joke he makes where um, he goes, "She has no idea for a black light to this thing." Oh like yeah, a, like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> yeah. I I audibly laughed in the movie theater when that shit when he said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Solid joke. Solid. Um, but yeah, I like the the humor was great. Everything was great about this movie. Um, if I had to rate it, I think it would be on par with Winter Soldier. I think I'm gonna have to give it a ninety. Did I give it ninety four? Winter Soldier. I think I did. So I'm gonna give this ninety four. Honestly, I don't remember. (laughs) I mean, there's so completely different movies. Ones. One's an espionage movie. The other one's one's a heist uh, dance movie. Space (laughs) Odyssey. It's like yeah. Um. I think this one's like a this one. I'm gonna give it one point better. I'm gonna give it a ninety two. Oh, ninety two. Over, uh, Brian, this is is your favorite? This is my favorite. And for my favorite, I am going to give it a 98. 98. Oh, wow. I was not expecting a a hundred, but I was, I was, I was hoping for the 99. I was hoping for the 99. uh, I was really between 98 and 99. Um, 99 and a hundred movies I had, like, is really hard to get up to that. There's only a few movies I've ever seen where I would give the hundred tag. Um, I would give uh, the dark, the dark night a hundred tag. Um, mm. I'd give super bad the hundred tag. <laughs> super bad is definitely like all right. You know, super bad is. I love. That's like I, I mean, it's, it's such a great movie. I love that. Movie. I'd give uh, Mad Max the hunger tag. The hundred tag. Wait, wait. You talking about the new Mad Max? Yeah, the okay. new Mad Max. I thought that was a flawless movie. Yeah, just I can give you that. Start to finish, just adrenaline rush. I love that movie. It's very possible you were talking about Return to Thunderdome. I Wait, wasn't, no, I wasn't shit. too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I want to give Guardians actually a little bit more because I'm trying to think. I might have. Uh, ones uh, I'm just saying 94s with uh, Guardians and uh, and Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, I'll just like, whatever. My my rank is already screwed up. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Again, like it'll it don't matter. What does it yeah, matter? <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, well, this is just gonna be the high mark for me with ninety eight. I mean, I I don't think I could give any Marvel movie a ninety nine a hundred. But you know, they I'm gonna give a few not few of them in the nineties, and I think that's really good for a superhero long form franchise. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. I am just you know, a massive fan of most of these movies, so like, and just the fact of me being a huge Marvel fan in general helps, I think, me, you know, 
rate them like higher. Just rate them higher. Yeah, and I have a little more, uh, like, bias towards them. Even if they aren't maybe as good as they, you know, or technically as good as they, some people think they are. I just like them. So, um, I think that is it for this episode. Uh, part four is coming up, should be next week. Um, it is, oh, okay, not too bad. Three, three movies. We have Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man, and then Captain America Civil War. So, I think that, that, that's, I think it starts slow and ends pretty strong, that episode. Whereas, yeah, it builds up, it really. Whereas the first, a crescendo. the first two ended sort of shitty with, you know, the Thor, Dark World. Um, so yeah, so next week we have episode four of our seven part Marvel Cinematic Universe journey. Um, if you would like, uh, you could follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore lens, which is probably the best place to um, to reach us. But we also are at Fantasy Lens uh, Podcast on Facebook. We are on Fantasy Lens Podcast on Instagram. We Fantasy Lens Podcast at gmail.com is a great place to also email us. We have a website, uh, fantasylenspod.com. Which we definitely need to be updating soon, especially for this upcoming football season. Um, and the, you know, we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, basically any place you could find uh, podcasts is where you could find us. So if you, you know, you like us, subscribe, uh, comment on, uh, iTunes or wherever. And, um, yeah, just, you know, give us a look and, like I said, wrap it up. Check it out. So we'll be back for part four next week and peace. See you then.